Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now from coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding are pleased to present the CBS Radio Network. And hello again, everybody. It's a very pleasant day here at the Bob and Ray studio. The audience seems to be in control of itself. Which is unusual for the audience that uh, has been uh, frequenting frequenting uh, this program of recent date. They liked our warm down today, too. Uh, I did, too. It's kind of settled me into a low-key groove. We're going to do something now that we've been postponing for several days, and I know a lot of you have been waiting for it, particularly you folks in our honor city for this week, Moose Gap, Indiana. And in a moment, we're going to be talking to some of the people of Moose Gap, are you all set, uh, Bob? I, I think I've got a line now. Ray, just a minute. Uh, hello, Moose Gap, Indiana, Bob and Ray in New York. Hello. Hello, this is Mayor Ferdy Grosvenor talking from Moose Gap. I hear you well, Mayor Grosvenor, and uh, you're coming in fine. Well, thank you, Bob and Ray, for making Moose Gap an honor city. Uh, Sid got the news at the telegraph office yesterday. And uh, we're glad you made us an honor city. Well, that's right, Mayor Grosvenor. I might tell you that it was close. We had great difficulty deciding between Moose Gap and Clappertown, which is about 12 miles up the road, I guess you know. Well, thank you, Bob and Ray, for not picking Clappertown as honor city, uh, as they uh, would uh, hardly know what to do with the honor. Mayor anyway. Grosvenor, uh, did you know that we had a Bob and Ray honor city scout in your area last month? Did you know Moose Gap was being looked over? Well, uh, we knew something was up because the Bob and Ray Scout uh, had this uh, briefcase uh, which was marked Personal Property, Bob and Ray Honor City Scout. We kind of got the drift of things from that clue. Mayor Grosvenor, uh, tell me this. Did you spruce up the town a bit after you found out our scout was in the area? Well, you mean did we put on airs? Well, that's about it, Mayor Grosvenor. Oh. Did you put on airs? Uh -huh. Finally, you did, didn't you? Well, I'll tell you, Bob and Ray, no, sir. We did not put on airs for your scout to see. Mayor, since we're not going to get the truth from you, I think I'd like to talk to some of the other residents uh, of Moose Gap to congratulate well, them. Well, thanks again, Bob and Ray, for making us an honor city. Uh -huh. And I can only repeat, what your scout seen was the straight goods. He was looking at Moose Gap the way it was yesterday and the way it will be for a good many tomorrows. Now, that's straight stuff, fellas. <laughs> sure it is. Now, can I talk to... Wait a minute, Bob Ray. I think uh, Hilda Nostrin wants to say a few words. All right. Hello, Hilda? Hello. Hello, Bob and Ray. Yes? Say, I'd like to thank you for making Moose Gap an honor city and not Clappertown. Well, if we've been instrumental in putting Moose Gap on the map by making it an honor city, we're... Oh, well, we've been on the map a long time. Six weeks now. Oh, I know that. We're between the I and the E in Muncie. Uh -huh. Incidentally, has Muncie ever been an honor city, Bob and Ray? No, we looked into that, and Muncie had already been designated an honor city by some other program once. Wait, wait a minute, Bob Ray. Arnold Lombardo wants to ask you something. Oh, put Arnold on. 
Uh, did you tell Mrs. Nostrand that Muncie was uh, once an honest citizen? Yes, I did, Arnold. I think I heard about it on the air one night, Bob and Ray. Uh, incidentally, uh, while all this is pretty exciting, I'd like to say that uh, I've lived through it before. Oh? Uh, I lived in Cleveland when it was named an honest city. Well, I guess then this but, is kind of bold stuff for you, Mr. Lombardo. Well, still a pretty good thrill. Uh-huh. And, Bob and Ray, if you ever decide to name Clappertown an honest city, uh, let us know. Uh, there's a bunch of us here who'd like to be there when it happens, okay? Well, we'll let you know, Mr. Arnold Lombardo, and goodbye, sir. And that's how things are today in this week's Honor City. Moose Gap, Indiana. And our thanks to all the good people out there for contributing to what was probably an unusual broadcast. Uh, as you recall, uh, yesterday we made mention of the fact that the Bob and Ray Company annual picnic is to be held at Pine Grove State Park this coming Friday. And we also mentioned that our good friend Wally Ballou would be doing a live broadcast from there describing all the activities that attend one of these things before the actual uh, picnic is underway. So uh, with that introduction then, we'd like to take you to Pine Grove State Park and the voice of Wally Ballou. Is Ballou at Pine Grove State Park here in New York where preparations are rapidly coming to a... Big finish here for the Bob and Ray Company Outing this Friday, July 31st. About 15 feet to the right of me, in a very beautiful grove of pine trees, the uh, head bake-out master is digging the pit for the uh, for the clams. Mr. Joe Kelly. I wonder, Mr. Kelly, could I interrupt your work just uh, a minute there and have a word or two with you? Yes, I'll just put the shovel down and climb up. If uh, you've dug down there about four feet, how much more will it be to dig for this clam pit? Well, uh, it, it could vary. It could go down to six, six and a half feet if I want, or it could leave it at four if I get enough seaweed. Okay. Uh, how many people are they planning to feed at the outing? Is there any idea of that at this point? Well, I don't know much about that. I just have my plans to go on. And they said to dig, uh, you know, a, a clam pit for the uh, clam bake. Uh, you've conducted many of these clam bakes before. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There will certainly be food enough for everyone. Thanks, Joe. And uh, have fun on uh, Friday. It's a beautiful spot that uh, has been picked for the uh, the outing. A yearly affair among the Bob and Ray <laughs> employees. Yeah. One that they look forward to uh, for a good many months previous or prior to uh, the... I'm going to get down back in a hole. You want to ask me I've finished with you. I was going to just uh, give a little background color of the talent which has been arriving here ever since Sunday. Uh, over to the uh, uh, far end of the grove, uh, a stage has been uh, built, or it's in the process of being built. It's almost finished. You may be able to hear one of the great acts which will be appearing Friday. The Flamenco Dancing Group. I think it's half of the Cabot Brothers who's here. Yes, it's just one of the Cabot Brothers running through his little dance routine there. I think Bob and Ray have sent you. Hey, buddy. The other Would you throw down that stick? Please. Oh, yes, Joe. Thank you very much. 
I think they have mentioned some of the other uh, talent which will be uh, taking part in the uh, entertainment portion of the uh, festivities. Now I see a truck uh, arriving, probably with more, more of the uh, articles needed to make this a success success. Uh, I'm on the radio right now, sir. Sign for this, will you? The ice cream, barbecue, picnic. Right on. Okay. There it is. Where are you going to put that? Is there a portable refrigerator out here or something? I don't know nothing about that. I just told you to uh, deliver this ice cream up here to Pine Grove. It's here. I want you to sign for it. I'm going to dump it right over well, there. Well, 45 gallons of vanilla chocolate orange sherbet. Well, it's pretty sunny over there. The sunshine is hitting that spot, and the ice cream won't last an hour. In that well, I'm going to be crying all the way home about that, you know? Well, somebody <laughs> must have uh, mixed up the orders. There's another one. Dog, away from the ice cream. Uh, he's uh, talent. He's talent. He's one of the acts, I think. Uh, he's part of the uh, family singing. Would you group. sign for it there? Yes, yeah, I've signed for oh, it. Thank you. Okay. See you around. Well, the ice cream is here. The hey, stage uh, is being hey, you at the mic, would you crank this truck up for me, please? I can't get the thing started. I can't turn it over. Well, I can't very well do that and broadcast on the radio at the same time, sir. Oh, that's it. Okay. So long. So long. It looks as if there won't be ice cream for the party unless some more is brought up here on Friday. But now, as the rehearsing continues... The construction work goes on. The clam bake hole is being dug. Amidst this scene of great activity, this is Radio's Wally Baloo returning it now to Bob and Ray in New York. Hope this has uh, wet the appetites of all you employees. I can't wait for this Friday myself. I always get a big kick out of seeing our... The only thing I'm afraid of is that... Uh, it might make you folks who are ineligible to attend a little bit jealous of Bob and Ray employees, which, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, is uh, a little bit what we had in mind. No, don't like to rub it in or anything like that. Uh, right uh, through this door is the hallway which leads to the Bob and Ray cafeteria here at the CBS, and uh, we're going to in there now to talk to Mr. Lloyd Fenton, who is in charge of the uh, waiting school. As I understand it, Mr. Fenton, could we... Mr. Fenton? Oh, Mr. Fenton. Yes. Um, we thought maybe you could uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on in here today. I... Well, I'm uh, glad you could make it over here, Bob. Uh, I wanted you to see the unique operation that we've got going here. You might say it looks just about like a restaurant, even to the people seated at the tables well, down there. Uh, yeah, well, those uh, patrons are volunteer students. We feel that a would-be waiter can learn quite a bit just being waited on by the other student waiters. I see a student waiter approaching a table now, Mr. Fenton. Is he being observed by a member of the faculty? Right yes, here? Uh, our master is in the uh, observation room. Oh, yes, it's like a client. He's our uh, chief uh, waiter. Yeah. Uh, watching the students on closed-circuit uh, television. How would you rate the student who is now carrying that tray to the table? 
Well, his tray technique is poor. He's carrying it in front of him with both hands supporting it. We call it the gold bullion carry around here. It's a common mistake uh -huh. on the way it is made. The only way he can get the tray onto the table is to give it a knee up. And... He's, he's dropped it there now. Now, now, that student pushing the pastry cart over to table four might uh, interest you, Bob. Seems to be pushing the pastry cart very nicely, as far as I can see, but I'm well, the he, he's pushing it all right, but the patrons at table four haven't ordered anything yet, so oh. the pastry cart's a little premature. Yes. Now, uh, watch the patrons at the table. He's going to, uh, Bob. You watch. They just shoved him away there, Mr. That's, Fenton. Mm -hmm, that's right. Now, that's what would happen at an average restaurant. The wrong move on his part seems to have precipitated a good deal more action. Who's the florid-faced man rushing to the table? Now, he's another student, learning the managerial end of things. Look at him bowing and scraping to the patrons at the table because of the pastry cart man's mistake. Well, now he's seating himself at the table and apologizing. Is he supposed to go that far, really? Well, no, uh, he won't last out the semester. You should have seen the way he entangled a number of our students in the plush rope in restaurant entrance technique. That's the entrance technique. That's a little known side of this type mm -hmm. of business. I noticed the party at table 12 making ready to leave there. Yes. And uh, there's their student waiter at the far end of the room waiting for them to leave, you see. Seems about ready to leave, if I'm not mistaken, is he? Yeah. Well, uh, he went for the tip a little too soon. Well, can something like that be corrected if caught early enough in a student? Uh, yes, we can put uh, hobbles around his feet, and he'll soon find himself acting with more reserve and restraint. Well, this certainly is a, an interesting demonstration. Well, I'm glad you could come over, over Bond, and see just what we're trying to do over here. I wonder if we could uh, have an idea of what the Bob and Ray cafeteria will be serving for... Uh, Tonight's main meal. Tonight's uh, main meal is uh, lamb stew mm -hmm. and uh, pecan pie. That sounds good, and that will be offered. Mashed potatoes on the side. Offered at a price of uh, $7.30, including uh, uh, your, your free uh, liquid coffee, milk, tea, or whatever. $7.35 is today's. Special dinner in the Bob and Ray cafeteria. Thank you very much, Mr. Patton. Thank you very much, Bob. Coming up. Before we go, we'd like to remind you that on this day in 1907, in Chickenfoot, South Carolina, a man by the name of Luther Bannerman was born. Uh, Luther Bannerman, uh, there's a name to conjure with. Well, maybe you're unfamiliar with his name, considering Mr. Bannerman never did anything to bring him to public attention. Well, the important thing is that today he's financially sound, thanks to investing in United States savings bonds. He puts it, I like savings bonds, they make money for me, and I like money. Hats off, we say, to all those Bannermans. By the way, uh, wouldn't it be a good idea for you two to invest in those great U.S. savings bonds? Well, that's it for now. Until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumbs. This is the CBS... This is the CBS...